What's up, my gamers, my trainers, and my followers on Spotify? Hello, my citizens. Welcome back to your Geek King's Declaration. I, I feel so omnip omnipotent. I feel so powerful when I say that. I, I don't really like it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I try to keep up the Geek King act and all. But anyways, today, as you saw by the title, we are talking about The Last of Us. One of my absolute favorite video games of all time. One of It's a great show as well, actually, on HBO Max. Uh, it is a PlayStation exclusive. They have part one and part two, of course. Um, in the show, we um, have only seen season one, which is kind of inspired by mostly the first game um and then like a little bit of expanded universe stuff from my understanding um however it is we get pedro pascal and bella ramsey and then in the games the voices are troy baker and i, I want to get i want to get ellie's um voice actor name right i believe it's an it's ashley something let me look up the last of us voice actors because um I genuinely, I don't remember who, who voices Ellie. Yes, so Ellie is actually voiced by Ashley Johnson through the video game. And um, they, they give off great performances, absolutely amazing performances. Um, and there's there's a lot of people who show up. Nolan North has a character in the video game. And people people recognize his character as this large character. Maybe I played through the game too fast. I didn't think his character was that big of a character. <laughs> I didn't realize his character was that big of a character. Um, but to a lot of people, it's a very significant role. So um, I want to give them credit for that, of course. And um, yeah, this is just such a phenomenal story, in my opinion. I'm a sucker for um, apocalyptic stories, but this one just feels so real. Um, so a little bit of backstory of how I started playing The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> In my freshman year of high school, uh, coronavirus hit, and we got two weeks off of school, and I was like, two weeks? What the hell am I going to do? So I go up to my mom. I'm like, hey, two weeks off from school. I have no schoolwork. Um, is it chill if I buy a quick little game, like $15 on PlayStation? And my mom was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you my card. You can put it in. So I ended up buying The Last of Us because it was on sale. I had no idea what this game was about. I had no idea. It had clickers. I didn't know it was a zombie apocalypse game. I got lucky. Um, and it is the creepiest thing ever because I don't know. If you guys look up The Last of Us opening scene, the opening scene of The Last of Us um, after after your 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 Joel, I don't want to I don't want to spoil that. That'll, that'll be a conversation for later. Um, but they'll be like, um, a bunch of these states have just gone into lockdown. Like, it is so spine chilling, spine chilling, creepy to hear that in a zombie apocalypse game while you're hearing it in real life because of coronavirus. So. Coronavirus, two weeks off from school, we're hearing all of these states are shutting down, all these towns are shutting down, um, they're going into lockdown. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here playing my game, and it's um, it, it's it's creepy. Let me let me play the clip for you so you can at least listen to it. All right, so I found the clip right here. Keep in mind, this is like the opening of the game. It is like a bunch of news reports, and um, yeah, so I'll let you listen to it and just... Just remember, this was in the middle of like like these these things were actually being said in real life as well, but towards coronavirus for the most part. 
number of confirmed deaths has passed 200. The governor has called a state of emergency. Hundreds and hundreds of bodies lining the streets. Panic spread worldwide after a leaked report from the World Health Organization showed that the latest vaccination tests have failed. With the bureaucrats out of power, we can finally take the necessary steps. Los Angeles is now the latest city to be placed under martial law. All residents are required to report to their designated quarantine. Riots have continued for a third consecutive day, and winter rations are at an all-time low. A group calling themselves the Fireflies have claimed responsibility for both attacks. Their public charter calls for the return of all branches of government. Demonstrations broke out following the execution of six more alleged Fireflies. Now, yeah, it's a it's a little extreme. Like we didn't we didn't hear like all the uh, Los Angeles has been under the court of martial law now. Um, like we didn't we didn't hear like the rations and all that, the bodies in the streets entirely. But like they were talking about deaths a lot. Like a lot of a lot of the these words were very much being repeated in my mind, and so it felt it felt very weird to play this game at the beginning of quarantine that's how i was introduced into this game and funny enough it was just a couple months like 5 months before the second one was coming out and i had no idea the second one was coming out i got lucky by playing the first one at the time that i did um and and enjoying it so much too now this game came out in 2013 for the ps3 um i played the remaster version on my ps4 and you can get the uh second edition like the second remastered on ps5 now actually um where they call it part one now officially because part two has come out i've heard some rumors of part three coming out and then i've also heard rumors of a multiplayer aspect coming to part two but i heard that the part two um factions um multiplayer thing got canceled so i have no idea if they're releasing more for that however um as as i mentioned part three is heavily rumored to come out according to a couple of Instagram leakers and stuff, and yeah, I I don't I I don't know I don't know how I feel about that because I think I think part two wrapped it up perfectly. In part one, we see Joel as a smuggler, and we kind of we, we start out and we're introduced to his life pre um pre breakout and then post breakout, and I think I think they introduced Joel um in such a perfect way as a character who's kind of like closed himself off. And, um, you, you know, they did, they did a really, really phenomenal job at that. Um, just, just characterizing Joel. This is done even more beautifully with the performance of Troy Baker and his voice acting performance. He, he's one of the top voice actors out there. He's, he's up there with Nolan North. Like, you play a video game, no way you haven't heard Troy Baker or Nolan North in any one of them. Um, they're, they're in, they're in almost everything. It's, it's insane. We kind of see him as like a you know a grumpy older man like um, he's kind of like he's gone through the shit he's he's in the middle of the apocalypse he's kind of survived for some time and they're they're living in Boston Boston is one of the uh, QZs quarantine zones um, and they have these throughout all over um, all over America at major cities and stuff you know if you're not infected you live there and it, it's kind of like many many little societies. Um, so that people can survive. Um, but Joel uh, is a smuggler, so that way he, he smuggles stuff in and out of the QZ all the time, and um, eventually he's told, hey, this girl has to get smuggled to... Um, I, I, I think originally it was just like 
like half an hour away, like just outside of the QZ, basically. And and so we kind of we kind of get like a little bit of um, characterization of Ellie, um, and we meet Ellie. Ellie is like a very very badass, very um, uh, rebellious character, and it's kind of perfect because we have we have two rebellious characters now in opposite energies. Um, Ellie's a very fuck you, like I'm not doing that, and um, Joel is a very like, all right, listen. And he he's just he's very calm about it. Like he's not he's not gonna follow orders. Neither one of them are really, but um, he's also a lot a lot more calm about his disobedience. And and I think it's a it's a it's a very appropriate um, a, a combination of characters. And they they just they reflect off of each other so well, and they work so well together. Like the the story just makes sense. Um, so yeah. I think another thing that was cool about this game was um, that at one point you travel through Lincoln Mass, like um, it's completely booby trapped by um, by another character, and I, I, I um, a lot of changes were made about that in the show compared to the game. The game, it's a much more interesting character game wise because you get another another thing to worry about within the game. But in the show, it wouldn't really work as well, so I understand why they made the changes they did. And they told a completely separate story, but nonetheless beautiful. And I, I cried. I cried at that. I think it's the fourth episode. It's a great story. It's different from the game, but it kind of shows you that you don't need to be strictly following the game adaptation to make a good story. You can have a little bit of freeway, like freedom, um, with it. As long as you kind of stay true to the story of the game, and um, a lot of a lot of the story is um, how dangerous love is and what it, what it will um, what it will do, which we'll we'll get to later on. But yeah, you get to go through Lincoln, you get to go through Boston, and like I I live in Massachusetts, I've been there, um, so it's kind of cool. And you know what? Side note: What is up with apocalyptic games taking place out in East Eastern Mass? Fallout 4 takes place in Boston, like Concord, Lexington, too, doesn't it? I'm almost positive um, that it, it... Yeah, because Fenway Park is one of the locations, I'm pretty sure. That is, that's just so funny to me. Um, what is up with that? Does anyone else notice that? Is there any other things that I'm missing? The Last of Us, Fallout 4. I know it's only two, but, you know, that's still quite a bit. I'm sorry, that just felt kind of fitting for the moment. I mean, think about it, though. You got you got the entire world, and you choose Massachusetts twice? Twice? <laughs> it's kind of like when there's a superhero movie, and they always choose the battle to be in New York because it's going to be the most cinematic, the most buildings are going to get knocked over and everything. Ah. <laughs> Through this journey, Joel and Ellie get forced to be stuck with each other, and neither one of them really like each other, and, and you know, it's kind of one of those forced, uh, like, you're forced to be with each other, like, they kind of bond over that. Um, and and um, Joel really, like, um, develops this father, they, they, they um, develop this father and daughter connection. Uh, it's like a really wholesome and, and sweet uh, character connection. 
and it leads up to the ending of the game where um early on we figure out why we're smuggling Ellie and we have to smuggle Ellie because Ellie is been has been bitten by the cordyceps virus and she is immune to it and there's a firefly network out in Washington state that thinks that they can that there's a doctor there that thinks that they can um actually end up helping like the entire world by experimenting on Ellie like th- there's a cure that they think they can make so Joel brings her to Washington of course and um brings her to the doctor the doctor's like yeah we can do this but we might she might die in the process now Joel and Ellie just went through hell together for like at least a solid. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be generous. At least a year. I don't know how long their travels were. I think it was maybe 16 months. Let me look it up. Yeah. The only thing I see is that it says nearly a year. They traveled over 3,500 miles. Um. Point is, they tra- traveled. They they went through hell together. Okay. They 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 went through so so much. Um. They 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 bonded. Uh. Joel doesn't want to see her die. Of course. And um. This place is like, like. He's gotten used to this world. People have gotten used to this world. He doesn't know if they can go back anyways. Quick side note, Game Theory actually has an amazing video on whether or not they could have actually made a cure from Ellie's um, brain. Um, I highly recommend you go watch it. And they basically talk about, like, would would this actually be the right answer? Like, how, how come she was um, immune? And they theorized that she was probably immune because she already had a type of cordyceps virus that just didn't infect her um, the same way that this, this strand of cordyceps... Because, um, you know, there's the different strands and all. Um, so killing her would have done nothing. Like, she just has cordyceps, and that's that's that. But that's that's her their video really summed up. I after this podcast episode, I highly recommend you go you go check out their um their episode on that. So now Joel is faced with a decision. Um she's in the doctor's room. They're about to do surgery. He plows through the entire hospital with just a gun. You do, as the character. And and as the character, Joel, like you you don't really have as much emotion towards it until the second one, but you are killing these fireflies left and right just to save Ellie. You risked potentially making a cure, which by the way, like, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna ignore the game theory thing. We're gonna ignore what I just said. Um because to our knowledge, they probably could have made a cure. It's possible that they could have made a cure had Ellie died and they could have saved hundreds of thousands. But to Joel, Ellie's life is not worth all that. And um yeah, that's that's both the game and the show. And that is how important the message is of how dangerous love can be. Um, whether you're in an apocalyptic scenario or what, like, love will make you do, like, crazy dangerous things. Um, changes a person because, you know, I mean, he, he's always been rebellious, but, like, to this extent, it's it's a little crazy. This event that I just talked about leads right into the second um the second game, which is um which is which is 
brings in a lot of my favorite points of apocalyptic stories, and that is point of view. Because who's really the good guy and the bad guy? Like, we always have protagonist and antagonist, because protagonist and antagonist is simple. That's just, who are we following in this story? But who are the good guys and bad guys? Because um, let's look at The Walking Dead for an example. Something I've always said, Negan, he's kind of a dickhead, but he is no more of like a good guy or a bad guy than Rick is. Rick kills people. Negan kills people. Rick killed Negan's people before Negan's people killed him, um, Rick's people. And Negan overall is just trying to run a sustainable society. And the way that you do that with a large amount of followers is unfortunately be disrespectful um otherwise everyone tries to take control and then there's just anarchy if negan wasn't in charge it would just be an anarchy um and i've always fought that point i remember fighting that point in english class and people were like negan's killed people and i was like didn't daryl blow up negan's people before negan even killed anyone negan didn't want to kill people like when carl came to negan's base to kill negan Negan didn't even kill Carl. He was like, damn, you are you are one one badass looking motherfucker. Like like Negan didn't care. Negan was impressed. Negan is just like everyone else, trying to survive. And that is what I find so interesting about these apocalyptic storylines. So in The Last of Us 2, we learn that one of the people, one of the doctors that Joel killed was a father. And now Abby the daughter of that that doctor wants to get revenge. She does. She eventually beats Joel in with a golf ball, well, with a golf um, club. One of the saddest scenes ever, um, especially if you're a, uh, like a big The Last of Us um, player, because this is a character that you connected with over the entirety of the first game, and then the second game, he's just out the window instantly, and now you're just playing as Ellie trying to get revenge for um, Joel by killing Abby. And it's just this cycle because Joel, you know, kills kills the doctor. Now now Joel's dead and now Ab Ellie has to chase after Abby and it's just this cycle of crazy shit that you're doing for love because all of these characters they care about one another and they love one another and now it's just an endless cycle. And I think it's a beautiful story, um, really symbolic, and it frustrates a lot of gamers because because it's an apocalyptic game that tries to send a, a, a valid message, and it does that by killing off the main protagonist that we grew up with. Um, because a lot of these people, have you have to remember, have been playing since 2013. They, they've connected with Joel since 2013. They've loved this character since 2013. That's when the original game came out. And then 20... I don't remember if it came out in 2020 or 2021. One of the two. One of the two. Um, the second game comes out and then instantly gone. Um, they waited seven seven to eight years just for um, their favorite character to die. And I, I feel really bad because I only waited six months. But <laughs> I still, I still, I understand the significance of it. I understand the irony of it. And I think that that irony is what makes it such a beautiful story of point of view of just of just love and how far people will go um for it and um yeah obviously different circumstances because you know zombie apocalypse and all 
but you know it's it it can still to some degree be applied to real life um today this game this this show this story has something to be said um like you can pick something up um everyone might pick something different up but um it's very clear that they have something to say about protecting what you love how far um how how far is too far with protecting something that you love and how do you deal with the cycle how can you end the cycle if there is one and um yeah you know it's it's a it's a it's a really meaningful story to a lot of people and perhaps you don't look into it as deep as i look into it perhaps you look deeper into it than i look into it but you know i think i think this is a nice um podcast just to sit down and kind of get people to think about it i know a lot of my viewers don't look as deeply into movies as i do and so i don't want to start scaring them i think i think when i talk about it for the first time i kind of like you know loosely talk about it and then the next time i'll talk about like like invincible let's say i just talked about invincible two episodes ago next time i talk about invincible go really really deep into it whereas right now we're kind of like scratching the surface scratching the base kind of like you know, oh, that's obviously the message. This is the obvious message. Like, okay, I see that. I'm really excited to see what they do with season two of the show. I, I loved the show. I actually got my sister into it, um, which is super cool because she's not she's not a big video game person. So, like, you know, this was her first time consuming any type of The Last of Us content. I talked about it all the time because it's, like, one of my hyperfixations that I hyperfixated over for so long. But, um... Finally, she got to, like, actually experience it with the show because that's an actual media type that she would consume. And and she was like, okay, you were right. This is kind of a good show. I'll, all right. And, and it was it was kind of – it was so cool to see um, and actually get her into it. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for the next season. I'm excited if they do a, um, a part three. I'm excited to see where they go with that, but I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous because – I don't want it to seem like Toy Story where they're just beating the hell out of it. It's like, all right, stop it. It's dead. You, you, you ended it really well after the second one. But, you know, maybe maybe there is something more that they can do. Maybe there is more story to tell. Um, I don't know. I'm not making the story. So <laughs> with that being said, I am your Geek King. Make sure you go check out the Instagram, the TikTok, the YouTube. And, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. We have so many active viewers and listeners, and I really, really appreciate it. So I'm going to leave this off here, though. With that being said, have yourself a wonderful day.